This podcast is listener supported. To help us out, go to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Red Bull Rant. The Red Bull Rant is a free-flowing podcast with three soccer-loving idiots who don't know when to shut their dumb potty mouths. So listener discretion, yeah, it's it's pretty much advised. Welcome, my friends. This show never ends. This is the Red Bull Ram Podcast, the official Red Bull Podcast of SB Nation and West Metro. I'm your host, Jason Ipico. I'm Pat McDonald. I'm Truman, and this is episode 220, Skeletons in the Closet. Oh. Spooky. You, you know what's nice? Actually being able to do a podcast. Welcome back. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think two weeks is my longest sabbatical. In the in the what this is the fifth season we're doing this, so for me to Sounds miss right. for me to miss two episodes in a row is kind of amazing at this point. It's weird. It's and very honest, strange. Honestly, the only reason we're doing it today is because I told you guys this is probably the earliest I'm going to get out this week, and that was at like five fifteen. So, <laughs> unfortunately, it's both our days off. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> sorry, you got lucky. Uh, I'm probably. I'm probably working late on Thursday, so hey, we're doing it today. Um, but you know, live. You, know, you know what? It's been nice the last two weeks because the Rebels been winning. Yeah. Yes. See what happens when you go away. I know two straight two nothing victories. How impressive is that? Yep. Mm-hmm. Especially over uh, the rival DC and a Columbus team that was, I think, top of the East going into that game. Yes, they were. They were indeed. Granted, they they suffered two injuries in the first half, but they were still the number one team in the East at that point. So, good things all around for the Red Bulls. Uh, so, let's do our usual like dislikes for uh, these games. Pat, you go first. What did you dislike the most about the Columbus game? Uh, there's uh, not too much dislike, so I'm just going to go personal and say I dislike that Whole Foods took forever checking me out, and so I didn't get to the game on time, and I uh, missed the first goal. Oh yeah, so that that's uh, my big dislike. Uh, you know, Whole Foods for all their like crunchy granola, this they were really slow. So that's uh, yeah, that that's because there's not too much I can nitpick about the game. So it's what happens when you go upscale. Exactly. I didn't know what I was in for. I was like, oh, there's probably a supermarket in this strip mall. I'm like, ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> Uh, my only dislike of the game is in the second half when the team seemed to kind of take their foot off the gas and uh, Columbus completely took control of the game. And it makes me a little nervous because we know how two goal leads go with this team. Uh, so they really had to weather a storm there. Uh, Columbus pressed and pressed and pressed. And thankfully, they were able to keep it together and not give up a goal because if they give up one, everybody panics. Oh, yeah. Everyone's going to start freaking out. Um, Eventually about, I would say about 15 minutes into that second half, they were able to kind of calm things down and, and uh, start playing their game, controlling the ball and getting turnovers. So, again, I mean, this is what we're talking about with a 2 nothing win. There's not much to bitch about, but I can find that one little thing to complain about. <laughs> My dislike is that I can't complain about the referee because he actually did. <laughs> a, 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 he was pretty consistent how he called that game. So, 
kudos to whoever that referee is because I don't know his name. Because that's it, good. That's you, a good thing. Because yeah. you did something that a lot of referees can't do in the United States: be consistent. Yep. <laughs> it's always a good thing when you don't know the ref's name. I mean, I can go look on a, up on MLS Soccer, but I don't care. So, right. Yeah, Jay hasn't committed to memory because he has not done an egregious, an egregious, uh, you know, he has not wrong Jay egregiously. Well, no, no referee technically has egregiously wronged me, but no. Yeah, well, you can say it. Our listeners don't believe it. Yeah, whatever. That that that's for sure. How about okay? How about this one for just like uh, MSG? Get your shit right on the scoreboard. Because <laughs> last week they put uh, DC first, New York second. This week they put New York first, DC. Or, sorry, Columbus second. So just pick which side the home team goes on. That's that's all. Well, is that as bad as the? Uh, I went to the Mets game last night, which of course they lost because I was there. Uh, if you don't know, they played the Washington Nationals. But at the end of the game on the scoreboard, it said they lost to the Phillies six to three. <laughs> so it could be worse. I mean, either way. Go. Either way, you're losing to a team you don't like, so it doesn't really matter. Right, oh yeah. <laughs> but, you know, just another wacky air right there. I mean, at, at least I'm actually got the teams right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The city field did not get that. <laughs> All right, uh, likes the game. Truman, you go first. What did you like about this one? We talked about a few weeks ago about uh, what happens when BWP doesn't score, and we were getting worried about that. Well, this was a game where you didn't have to worry because Mo Wheel scored again. <laughs> and it was an ugly goal, but ah, I love it. I love ugly goals. Uh, PK, clearly a bonus. Uh, nice to give it to Royer and a man who doesn't just try to lightly tap it onto the ground into the net like Sasha was doing a few times before that. Uh, I know everyone talks about how, hey, we finally found our PK taker, but give that a few more tries and see what happens. But it was nice. Two guys that weren't BWP actually scored a goal in this game. Yeah, I'm kind of going to double down on that a little bit. Uh, my big like was definitely Alex Mule, specifically scoring again, second time in a week. Um, you know, this is a guy that, um, you know, well accepted by the fan base to an extent, I don't think was roundly loved. Uh, he was criticized most mostly because of his lack of goal scoring abilities. So, I mean, is this something now we're going to start seeing him producing? Because, you know, much as Truman mentioned, you know, B2P needs help. Um, and if we can get – and that's a big – that's how the 4 one works is if you get goals from the wings. And if Mule can start becoming that uh, guy, that is a great uh, thing to look forward to. So, um, you know, that coupled with the fact that Mule, you know, kind of came into the season as the odd man out and has played himself back into the lineup. Um, you know, I think that's a really encouraging sign. So, uh, hats off, Alex Mule or Mule or however the hell you it's, say it. It's Mule. <laughs> I like that I wasn't the first person to screw that name up. <laughs> and, and Pat screwed it up four times in one uh, statement. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just heard Mule before. <laughs> well, you, you was, did was, last year. That was the name last year. Then he officially got it changed this year. Actually, no, I'm sorry. It was like, what, three weeks ago he officially got it changed at this point? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, uh, the, it was funny. I think it was uh, the DC match. They were explaining the, the name change, and they're like, "Yeah, he just felt too shy to say anything. He didn't want to correct anybody. Like, it's your name. Like, everybody gets my name wrong the first time. Great, I don't give anybody shit for it, but at least I'll correct him right away." Yeah, is it Muil or Muil? Is it two it's syllables or Muil? It's Muil. I, I heard Shep and uh, Kendall say that enough on the last two weeks. I should get it right. 
All right. So, uh, I like that the Red Bulls not only played their game, but when they seemingly, I don't know if this is actually what happened, but they seemingly went to a 4-2-2-2 at the end of the game, that they didn't collapse, that they actually seemed to do something with it. Whether that I don't think they're going to keep it, but the fact that they were, that they tried it out and it was seemed to be working still gives me some hope that if they go back to it, that they could do something with it. But I don't know. I, I would like to uh, make a quick note that um, remember when everyone was burying Ariel and Colin early in the season, uh, he's completely done, done away to 80. He played great again uh, this weekend. Again. That's that's about three games in a row where he's played really well. And Aaron Long's been a revelation, even making MLS team of the week. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The I young, mean, the young guys. Imagine what happens when you get a starting center back pair that actually gets to play together for more than a week. And didn't they say uh, that the Red Bulls had five five academy players uh, at one point in the lineup in this game? Yeah. Uh, so they had Long, Mawil, Davis. Etienne Jr., I can't remember the fifth. Late. Late. So there you go. They had five, yep. So that was late That was late in the game because, uh, let me see, I forget who the subs were. Uh, well, Etienne. Etienne came on. Yeah. Oh, wait. So technically, it wasn't five because Mouil and Etienne came, or Etienne came off from Mouil, so I don't know if that's technically true or not. Well, I think it's just that they were all five players, not necessarily at the same time, just on the field during the game. Oh, okay, yeah. So, yeah, during the whole game. So, we have four at once and then five total. So, that kind of works out. So. Actually pretty cool. Yeah. I, I imagine that. You know, a, a game in which the Red Bulls look comfortable. We're able to make substitutions that, even though no goals came out, affected the game. Like, when Entian came in, the Red Bulls looked a much bigger threat for the second half to score a third or fourth goal. And if it wasn't for a goal oh. being like five yards off sides, then we would have like a, a goal that we handed it. But yeah. yeah, Etienne almost scored too yeah. uh, on that he turn. Tried to, he tried to pull a Ray Phillips and five hole guy, but it just didn't work out. If I, I think if that was BWP, he would have scored. Uh, I think it would have had a little more uh, power on that shot. But well, I mean, in fairness, it was, it was a deflection off the leg. So I mean. It's, I don't think it was a power issue. I think it was just a placement, like just the perfect spot for that ball to be saved by the goalkeeper. It wasn't like – I mean, if Etienne hits it just a little bit more to the side, and yeah, it's in, but I don't think it's a a power thing or anything like that. Hey, but things look promising. That's the important thing. Right, absolutely. No complaints here. So uh, predictions, uh, I got – it completely wrong. I said a draw. Pat, you got the win. Truman, you got a win. Nobody got the score. That means the standings currently are Truman is in first with six points, Pat's in second with five, and I am in last with two. You're going to have to start mailing that belt up here at some point, my friend. Yeah. I got to mail it to Pat first, I know. Yeah. Um, but so, side note, because I told you guys this during the, the game, uh, Truman was reading off the predictions last week without an updated sheet. He was dead on, by the way. Yep. Last show nice. Were. Hooray for notes. <laughs> <laughs> Which you didn't have at all. Yeah. Which, honestly, I was listening to the show, I'm like, the the link to the spreadsheet is in the show notes, and they can go look at it. It's a spreadsheet. Well, Let's look at a spreadsheet. Yeah, we don't work in an office. We're rebels. Uh, 
I, work I drive for Uber office. and work for a church. There's no spreadsheets involved in either one. We don't deal with your TPS reports. Well, I'm yeah. sure there's some sort of spreadsheet at the church. You're just not dealing with it. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, so was that it for Columbus? Before we yeah. I believe so. All right. Uh, so now on to uh, the game coming up this weekend against the visiting Chicago Fire. They'll be visiting uh, Rebel Arena, 7.30 p.m. Eastern start time. Uh, game will be broadcast on MSG. And the big attraction for this game, of course, as we all know, is Sebastian Schweinsteiger. Yep. The mm-hmm. foreign import to Chicago that has, up until last week, they were, I think, had won every game under the new uh, the new players. So we'll see how this goes. Uh, let's talk predictions, though. Truman, you can go first. What do you think is going to happen against Chicago? Well, I think it's going to be – it's definitely going to be a very emotional game um, because so many Red Bulls fans know about Schweinsteiger, and that's the big thing is, like, you know, he's the guy that, you know, has been on the tip of everyone's tongues. Uh, he's been playing very well Chicago since his arrival there. And you're going to have to watch out for this guy. I mean, he's clearly talented. He's, he's clearly already uh, been involved in a few goals. So I, I, I think it's going to be a fired-up crowd. Uh, Pat, I think it was like, well, last week or the week before, you said the Red Bulls had to prove that they could win at home. Well, if they prove they can win two in a row at home. Do I keep writing the, the, the feelings with the Schweinsteiger-led team? I don't know. Chicago, is they're not the chumps they used to be, that's for sure, because they got Schweinsteiger. You know, that's the big thing is they got this guy that everyone knows about and he's, he's going to play. So uh, can the Red Bulls contain that one midfielder? That's the one midfielder they're going to really have to look out for and play against. I will say this. I am I am expecting a very fired up Red Bulls home crowd, and I think the team's definitely going to be up for this. Do they win? I say yes. And I say uh, they're going to win one nothing on a Joel Lynn pair goal. There you go. Or did that already happen like seven years ago? That nah, doesn't matter. I'm going to say it again. Joel Impair scores. Uh, Red Bulls win one nothing. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I think the you know the Schweinsteiger effect is going to have uh, should have a good impact in the crowd. I mean, we'll have a bunch of you know Schweinsteiger fans uh, come on out. Uh, hope probably a lot of Schweinsteiger jerseys, right? Yeah, I agree, and I and I hope that most of them will be in the Red Bulls corner, and they're not so much just the Euro fans looking to root for him. Um, so I, I think it'll be a pretty good, raucous, uh, passionate crowd. Um, Schweinsteiger has a way of bringing out the emotion in people for sure. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I think they, they have turned a corner at this point. Uh, Chicago certainly won't be a pushover though. I mean, mostly because of the impact Schweinsteiger has had over there. Um, so even though so if we've all seen the tweet that, uh, there's some fans who don't know who he is and ask him to take a picture of, uh, them with the team, which is uh, very amusing. Um, I'm going to go the 2-1 win. I think Schweinsteiger definitely bags one. Uh, but I do think the Red Bulls hold him off and get another three points. And depending on what Orlando does, hopefully move into first place. Uh, I can say I'm done riding the straw train because it's not working out for me. So <laughs> uh, I'm going win. And I'm going to follow the trend. I'm saying 2 nothing Because... I feel there like this is the, the two nothing homestand. This is what I'm going to call this: the two nothing homestand, where we get nine points. 
and and, then, and then you'll go make a Wikipedia page about the two nothing home stand. So you see, it's a thing, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or somebody else does it for me, and then nobody oh. can trace it back. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I think it's two nothing. Um, Schweinsteiger has been good. He's played, I think, four. So looking at the stat page, he's played four games, two goals and assists, but he hasn't faced the high pressure Red Bulls yet. That's right. It's true. And, and, and in, in all seriousness, um, you know, the high pressure from the Red Bulls really focuses on stopping that ball from getting past the offensive midfield for the other team. So this will be a really good test for the Red Bulls to see if they can keep that high pressure form and get it working. And to get it working as a player like Schweinsteiger, I mean, come on, if we can do that. With the he probably game. knows. He probably knows how this whole uh, high pressure system works. You would think. Well, he has he played in the Bundesliga this year. I forget. Now I'm gonna look it up because I can't remember. <laughs> I don't think so. I think he was the man you the whole year. Well then, uh, yeah. He might not, yeah, he might not have faced it then. But, so you're uh, saying that there's no way Schweinsteiger would have any information on how the Red Bulls high press works? Well, I mean, he hasn't. He's played for. Manchester United for the last two years, so two, three years. Twenty fifteen is when he joined them, which I didn't even realize he played for Manchester United. Man, that's just No, he didn't. Well not really. Not really. Yeah, he didn't even make a he made barely half a season of appearances, apparently. So Right. He was paid by Manchester United. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Wow. So so clearly like he wouldn't have anyone that would kinda uh tell him how the Red Bulls run the high press, Jay. That's what you're saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. Okay, just so, I'm just asking. It's, it's, it's his first time facing it. I mean, I, we've seen we've seen it that teams that aren't used to this high press seem to just buckle against it. So it's not like this is unfounded, right? And players who might have uh, been involved in, in the high press, they probably wouldn't know how to handle the Red Bulls high press. Nope. No, exactly. Not. Okay. This is this is a high press unlike any other. In the way okay, it's thought, so I'm, I'm just making sure that there's no way Chicago Fire would have any kind of insight on how to beat the Red Bulls high press. No, of course okay. not. I mean, come on. Okay, I'm just I'm just making sure. All right, uh, I think we have to though, talk about our new uh, feature, the attendance excuse. Oh, oh already? Okay, sure. Right with the game, right? You have to keep this with the game, or otherwise, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Uh, last week, I actually wrote in and said clouds, and it seemed I was sort of right, which is kind of sad. Yeah, clouds scared <laughs> people away. <laughs> the best thing was, like, I was looking at the forecast for my area, and it was rain. I was like, I was going to tell you guys rain, but I looked it up like, huh, just clouds. Well, clouds are good enough excuse anyway, so we'll say clouds. Yep. They're very dangerous, clouds. Yeah. Gotta worry about them clouds. I read something today that they're really heavy. They can be. Heavy clouds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, who wants to come up with this week's excuse since I had it last week? Uh, warm weather. Sunburn. Warm weather. What, what's, the, what's the forecast supposed to be? 80. Yeah. So it'd be too hot. God, I wish I had a good ankle right now. No, not, not hot. Sunburn. Specifically sunburn. Sunburn. Okay. Oh, oh, somehow Pat. sunburn underneath the, the shade. We get it. Pat, let me ask you this. Uh, you, you know uh, people with the red hair, right? You know this whole thing. Uh, you know, the, what are they they're called? Uh, ninjas? So, yeah. Now, do you think it's tough for people like that to play in the sun because they burn easier? Oh, I think they'd spontaneously combust in this type of weather. Okay. 
So I'm just checking. Yeah. So if there was like a player uh, on either team that might have red hair, he might have issues playing in 86 degree weather. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think that would be a big problem. I don't know if either team, I know we don't have anyone like that. Right. No, uh, definitely not. We, we super don't. Uh, I'm not so sure about Chicago. I'm not that familiar with their lineup. Um, but if they do, you know, I would worry if I was Chicago for sure. Does Schweinsteiger have red hair or no? Uh, I think he's I think he has gray hair now. Okay, uh, I just just asking. Looking at the looking at the picture on Wikipedia, which is from 2015, it looks like he has brown hair. Okay, from two years ago, so he had brown hair two years ago, but his hair might have turned red in those two years. <laughs> I mean, it's very possible, right? Okay, all right. Anything's possible in two years. I'm just just curious. All right. All right. Uh, anything else about Chicago before we move on? Uh, hmm. Chicago. Does Brian McBride still play for them? He's on ESPN now. Oh, okay. So he doesn't play for them anymore. Uh, hmm. Uh, but you think we know about more about the Chicago Fire? We really should do some research on these things. We are podcasters talking about a soccer team that's playing hmm. our soccer team. We should know this, but yeah. I don't know. I've been blinded by the Schweinsteiger. Yeah, who has? I mean, do they have Harry Ships still? Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe they have Harry Ships. That's true. They do. You should probably go on the Wikipedia and look at their roster. Go through it. Right. Hold on, or their team website. Hold on, I'm going to do that right now. Hold on, hold on. More up to date. Hold on, guys. Hmm. Oh, they yeah. signed Janino. Oh, all right. That's right. Forgot about uh, that. Um, well, do you guys know? Who's there? Hold on. Uh, I think they must have just signed this guy this week. Do you guys know who Dax McCarty is? Who rings a bell? Yeah. Jay? It, it, Dax McCarty? It sounds, it sounds familiar. Hmm. But I can't. Well, I sounds like. Yeah, it sounds like the name of a player who was the victim of being traded away to another team because a general manager and coach couldn't get along. I thought he retired because the Red Bulls would never trade a player like that away. Yeah, I mean, well, you, this is the smartest uh, MLS team of all time. That's true. They've never, ever fired a beloved coach. <laughs> never. Nope. Uh, they would never sign the most hated man in Mexican national team history. Nope. Right? And they would definitely never trade away uh, a beloved captain of the team. Nah. I would never do that. So. Welcome, mysterious stranger Dax McCarty, to the game. Uh, I'm sure someone there will know who you are. Yeah. And uh, if you're someone that we should know, I really hope the fan base welcomes you with open arms when your name is announced. Yeah. And that fans show up in droves for the team announcements to give you the respect you deserve if you're somebody we're supposed to know. Right, yeah. You know. I mean, if you're just some weird stranger, then forget about it. But yeah, I mean, if you're like an iconic player who scored great goals against NYCFC and uh, Kansas City in the playoffs and against DC in the playoffs, I mean, if you're that kind of player, I really hope the fans give him uh, that person a, a rounding uh, ovation. Yeah, like I'm doing everything I can to go to the game. I mean, I haven't found anybody to go with yet because, I mean, I heard Thierry Henry might come with fire, so I'm going to give him a standing ovation. Oh, yeah. I'm specifically there to give a player a standing ovation. So, I mean, if you seem likable, Dax, I think I'll definitely do that. For sure. I mean, I like the name. It sounds like a nice name. 
does sound like he sounds like a nice man. Right. Sounds like a guy who would lead a team to a uh, a supporter shield. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And, right now, oh, weird. And keep keep the the fabric of the team somewhat together when uh, big egos were here, kind of trying to pull it apart. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was a real. Sounds like a real motivator. Yeah, I'd say that. That I mean, Dax. It just sounds like a motivating name. You know, it's nice. It's it's really short, one syllable. Mm-hmm. Like when you say it, it just feels like you're saying something great, like Dax. Like, yeah, you could say it like a bunch of times in a row. Like you could say like Dax, 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 Dax. Everybody, Dax Bacardi. I mean, that's the kind of name it is. It's a really nice name. Yeah. But what do we know? We're just a Red Bulls podcast. We're not a Chicago Fire podcast. It's the name that I think would excel in MLS and be one of the best defensive midfielders in MLS, specifically that position. Yeah. Uh, so it's good that they might. Very, you know, it just works. Right? National Dax, Dax McCarty, defensive midfielder, DM. Hey, it, it, it just works. Boom. Look at that. Perfect. Wish we had a guy like that. Me too. Me three. Well, Tyler Adams isn't too bad. <laughs> That's Sean Davis, though. Man. Killing it. Replacing Sasha Collection as we speak. I know. Mm-hmm. I can't. Be- I can't believe we have him right now. All right. All right. We, we, we've we've beaten we've beaten this one home. I think we've uh, we've we shot the dead him. horse and pummeled him. We killed it good. Yeah. B- buried it twelve feet deep. <laughs> yep. Dug it up. Beat it again. <laughs> uh, what we're trying to say is welcome home, Dax McCarthy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not that I think he listens to the show, but. <laughs> Might, uh, I don't know. Uh, anyway, let's let's move on to the dumping ground. Uh, so you, I have nothing for this week, so it's up to you guys. What do you want to talk about? Well, I'll bring up Sky Blue FC first, of course, because they're another uh, local team. Uh, so they lost up in Boston this weekend, which is a super bummer. But one nothing ain't so bad, right? It's it's not like a blowout. They didn't lose seven nothing. Could be worse. But it's Boston. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So I, I guess the question is Boston versus seven nothing, which is worse? Well, seven nothing's clearly worse. I mean, yeah. what's worse than losing seven nothing? Losing seven one of the Not World much. Cup. What's worse than losing seven nothing and a guy named Dax McCarty scoring two of those goals on headers? Yeah, yeah. Just saying. Uh, but anyway, this Sunday is their home opener, six o'clock against FC Kansas City. I am sure there's tickets still available. It's not competing with the Red Bulls game, so if you're a local person, you should probably uh, come out for that. Uh, I believe the weather's going to also be kind of nice. There might be some passing showers, but uh, nothing to worry about. I think I saw it down at Rutgers. Down at, yeah, down at Rutgers. There you go. 85 degrees. Go, go, come go on to the now. game, then go get a. Go, go, go to the game, then go get a bully at uh, Stuff Face afterwards. Yeah. Boom! We just we just made the whole weekend for everybody. Boom! Does NYRB two play at home this week too? Because that'd be a trifecta right there. Well, let's look it up, shall we? Let's see. Uh, something right now. Oh, all right. If my internet would actually cooperate, it won't. Schedule. Click. Uh, let's see. This weekend. The 29th. It looks like they're actually off this weekend. 
Yeah. Well, so you don't even have to worry about them. Yeah, there, there you go. go. The next home game is until May 6th anyway, so. Yeah. There you go. You can get your fill of soccer. There's no uh, Real Madrid-Barcelona games to watch. They're not playing each other. That's done. There's nothing else going on. Nope. Nothing else. All right. Anything else for dumping ground? Uh, Jason Kreis and Orlando City. Uh, Jason got his little revenge, beating the New York City FC in Yankee Stadium 2-1, which was nice. Did you uh, watch that game? I did not. I think I was asleep. Jay, did you watch any of this game? No. Well, if any of the listeners listened, uh, you didn't know what team was what. Did you see the uniforms? I'm going to guess it was purple and blue. You would be very wrong. <laughs> Pat, did you see the uniforms? I think I did. Now, wasn't like Orlando wearing like either white or blue? Orlando was wearing white. The Smurfs were wearing gray. What? Okay. Wait, that was the uniform choice because they were these recycled jerseys. I don't know, it had something to do with recycling or oh, the, pla- kind of stuff. the recycled plastic jersey crap. Yes. So wait, wait hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Before we go on, I'm not saying that recycling plastic is crap. I promotion <laughs> <laughs> was crap. Jay hates the earth. Jay doesn't like earth. That's cool. <laughs> but good God, I, listen. Almost that entire game, because obviously we are not fans of either team, and most of my Twitter feed is not fans of either team. We were all confused. You, it was hard to keep up with what team was what. It really was. <laughs> the only way you could tell who's, who was who was when David Villa scored, and then that's all the announcers could talk about. You, you know, I'm looking at the replay right now. You know what this reminds me of was the – well, it, it sort of reminds me of is because I was actually talking about today with some people at work. The Jets Bills when they did that color rush game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And granted, for people that aren't colorblind, there's no issue. But the colorblind people, like we can't tell anything apart because red green colorblind or red blue or I can't remember what the combo was. But like these just all look gray to us, and that's exactly what I feel right now as I'm looking at these highlights. And it's just like how I don't know. That's a good idea. It was probably the ugliest game you could have witnessed because you had terrible jerseys, a terrible field. Uh, you have a terrible, I'm not going to say a terrible stadium, but for soccer, it's a terrible place to watch a game. Yeah. Uh, from what I heard, ter- uh, yet again, terrible fans because they pretty much shut up until they scored their one goal. They, uh, their supporters were pretty much very silent at 2 nothing. Uh, so really, what a god-awful way uh, to watch a nationally televised game. Yeah. Oh, apparently it is now called Etihad Pitch, by the way. Because I'm watching the replays and they have Etihad pitch on that blackout section for Yankee Stadium. Oh, cool for them, I guess. It's really called oh, Yankee okay. Stadium and it's their field. So, well, mm-hmm. it's it's Etihad pitch at Yankee Stadium. Come on, sure it is. <laughs> anyway, uh, I honestly have nothing. So, whatever you guys want to talk about, I assume this is it. Uh, well, there, there's the one other thing that uh, Don Garber. I don't know where he said this, but it's in an ESPN article. Uh, about how he sees reason for optimism that the MLS will finally win the CONCACAF Champions League. Um, you know, and he says that they are planning more mechanisms to increase uh, the salary budget for the MLS, to which all I can say is if you want teams to spend more, just raise the freaking cap. Like, it just seems like to be like, let's come up with these more convoluted l- rules to make teams spend more. 
If you can spend more, if you can afford it, just raise the stupid salary cap. That's it. This all this nonsense just makes no sense to me. So that's my quick rant on what Garber's saying, and in regards to MLS winning Concacaf Champions League uh, and all that good stuff. If you guys have any thoughts, knock yourselves out. Yeah, I mean, you're not gonna you're never gonna compete with another league that doesn't have the restrictions that this one does. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. We have uh, we're allowed to have what three designated players, and you create all these cockamamie rules to sign, you know, for certain teams to get more players on higher salary, but none of it makes any sense. Yeah. So yeah, the sensible thing is to raise a salary cap. It's not it's not that difficult to do. Mm-hmm. Let these teams bring in players and have actually established teams that can compete regularly with Mexican teams. Yep. Oh, we're not going to win. I mean, the stupid the way the schedule was certainly never helped anything. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah. I mean, seriously, there's maybe I don't know two teams that could possibly win. A Champions League, if the schedule was set up properly, two or three teams that are willing to spend money, like actually invest a lot. Mm-hmm. But again, they're also hampered. So yeah, it's it's it is it's pretty ridiculous. See, here's the the thing that I find funny about all this. So right now, we were talking about this before, but I think it's this how caps like what like four point two five or something like that. Like yeah, whatever. Yeah. And then there's this whole like max cap money, minimum cap money kind of thing. For all these players, the cap salary is paid by the league, not the team. So everything else aside, wouldn't any team, in theory, want to max out the cap with the best players they have? And yeah. That's hap- and that's not happening. The Red Bulls had this had one of the smallest payrolls the last two years in MLS. And they had three designated, or I think by the numbers, two or three designated players each year. Right. Yep. But they were te- they were designated players by the most strictest of standards because of they were like a f- like two hundred thousand dollars over the cap or something like that. So, if you have teams that aren't already going up to the cap, what does adding more mechanisms do? Mm-hmm. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, money, money ads. It you know, makes, raising it makes me, it makes me feel like that all you're doing is incentivizing the Florida Marlins for <laughs> tripping their team every five years. Like that's how yeah. it feels. Honestly, that's how it feels to me. Is you're going to tell me that you're going to impose or you're going to provide more uh, allocation money? Great. Well, if it's not being used, where's the money going? Where, where, right. Is it just some like funny money that doesn't actually exist? Are are we creating an economy of inflation that is unsustainable? Like. I know I just went on like complete like tangent there, but I'm, like my point is, I think maybe like L.A., Seattle, NYC are probably like the teams that I would see spending the most amount of money. Galaxy, Ga- Galaxy, That's probably. Right. Well, the Toronto. Gal- so like, the Galaxy when, uh, how am I blanking on the guy's name? Bruce Arena. Yeah, Bruce Arena. I don't know why I lost that. When Bruce Arena was there, they they were just exploiting every loophole that was possible. Like, are they still going to keep doing that? Who knows? Seattle might. uh, Portland might, because their owner is kind of (laughs) crazy. But, like, most teams aren't jumping at the bit already when you're giving them, like, four to five million dollars of cap room. So, another mechanism is not going to do anything. Would you give it teams? More money to spend, 
they're able to not only bring in better talent, they can then keep their own talent instead of these guys having to go play overseas to be in better competition. Because when you're signing better players, you're improving the league overall, making it a better league, hence being able to compete with the Mexican league. Not, yep. not difficult to concept. So here, here's my question: How much of this, how much is MLS helping to scout, scout talent? The league? Yeah, because I feel like that's where the help is. If you help them scout talent, then everything else starts to get used. I, I, I would really have absolutely no idea how much they do. Right. I mean, I would think that's all team based. Because what the story, the story when. Um, Curtis came in was he was going to start setting up scouts in South America and stuff, and then we got Verone, and we got, granted, we got some players from uh, the, the Red Bull organization, but we saw, like, an immediate result in year one that Verone got brought in because of the supposed scouts in South America. So, it, I feel like that would be where you'd want as a league to to put your monies in scouting. Or you could ask Don Garber to make sense. Yeah, scouting only goes so far if you can't afford to sign the guys. Like, hey, I found this great guy. Right. Yeah. So there you go. Money. Boom. But money used wisely. That's the thing. Right. Yeah, I'm not saying we should go out and go all full Cosmos and sign, you know, Leo Messi and uh, and uh, the other one that's really famous, <laughs> Ronaldo, uh, <laughs> right off the bat. But, like, you know. Like, raise the just raise the damn cap, make it simple. Like, yeah, enough with these rules. Just raise the cap. And hey, if only certain teams want to spend the money, then they'll win. So be it. So be it. Yeah. All right. Anything else? That's it. That's it. We All have right. rambled enough. Then I think it's one last thing you got to do. Terrible team of the week. Oh well, listen. This is an easy choice because, I mean, Philly just keeps doing it to themselves, don't they? They just keep doing it to themselves over and over again. Now, mind you, they did not lose this week. They drew at home 3-3. But the only reason they drew was because they were up 3 nothing and blew a three-goal lead. <laughs> that is inexcusable. Way to go, Philly. How do you give up a three-goal lead at home? That is... Is completely embarrassing. It's more embarrassing than losing uh, at home when you play in a baseball stadium. Good God. I mean, Philly just can't even get out of their own way at this point. I, I hope they're, I hope they, they're our target again next week because I'm having too much fun picking on them. <laughs> at least they didn't lose. Minnesota must be happy. Huh? I was going to say, at least he hasn't lost a string of games, uh, went up or gave up a bunch of two goal leads, but. Right, right. Cool yeah, that's a team in the past, actually. Yeah, terrible. All right, let's wrap this one up. Uh, you can visit us at onceametro.com slash red hyphen bull hyphen rant. Help us by going to patreon.com slash red bull rant on a few bucks our way. You can email us at rant at gmail.com. You can call us during the week at 973-348-5329 leave a voicemail. Facebook.com slash rebel rant. On Twitter at Rebel Rant for the show at Doc the Stooge for myself at PMAC DA2 for Pat at the Truman for Truman. Subscribe via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, SoundCloud.com, basically anywhere you can find a podcast, you'll find us. 
Last words before we get out of here. Yeah, Red Bulls. Go beat Schweinsteiger in the Mysterious 10. Win. Yeah, come on. Let's get a big win. And warm reception all around. For Schweinsteiger. Yes. Schweinsteiger. All right. For Pat Schumann and myself, this has been episode number 220 of the Red Bull Rant. Thank you guys for tuning in. And as always, go Red Bulls. Peace out. Lights.